Hey guys, and welcome back to the Feenstra Zoo. My name is Spencer Feenstra, the host and creator of the zoo. I'm here just to talk to you about things that are on my mind and on my heart. I hope you'll enjoy the show. If you do, please check us out on all social medias at The Feenstra Zoo. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. It's a rainy day. We're socked in. My kids are watching a show. Shalane and I have some free time on our hands. Elusive free time. Shalane and I have a joint hobby. Just one joint hobby for these such occasions. We find a quiet place, get cozy, and we get lost in a book. What, you guys expected something different? Seriously, though, there's nothing quite like a good book. Finding yourself sucked into a world all your own. Meeting new friends between the covers of a new novel. If you have some favorite books, give me a shout on on Instagram or Facebook. I'm always on the hunt for a new book. And while you're on there, please share your favorite episode of The Fiends Resume. I still have my contest running through September 11th, so share an episode, tag me on it, at the Feenstra Zoo on Instagram or Facebook. I will pick two winners on September 11th and send them both a $10 gift card to Starbucks. So please, share an episode so I can share some coffee. In case you didn't know, I'm Spencer, and you've just tuned in to another great episode of the Feenstra Zoo. And before we jump into this wonderful topic... I'm thrilled to let you know that my wife, Shalane, will be joining us for today. So, babe, if you want, say hi. Hi. All right. So, like I said in my intro here, we're talking about reading. Shalane and I both love reading a lot. In fact, we just finished up a reading challenge for the summer with our girls. And Shalane crushed me. <laughs> Um, so something I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit is Shalane speed reads, and I don't know how to do that. I don't do it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess where, when did you pick that up? When did that start? Well, I don't like speed read as like, I didn't go take a course on (laughs) speed reading. I've just always had a love of reading and... I read really fast. (laughs) That's that's it. That's it. There's no special algorithm on how I read. Yeah. No, I I like to read deep, theological, important stuff most of the time. And I have to reread each page like two or three times to like digest it all. And I tried to read at Shalane Speed, but I just ended up just like flipping pages. Like, how many books have you read this let's go this week Ooh, three now i'm not reading very big books right now like two three hundred pages tops they're not that they're baby books (laughs) and they're books that i've read before 
and I have a tendency to just stay in like feel good fiction type of a world. So it's different. I'm not reading $10 words (laughs) strung together and topped off with a period at the end. I'm reading something that's a lot easier. So I think that that is kind of where that helps. So put this in context, I'm reading C.S. Lewis right now, uh, The Great Divorce. Um, what are you reading right now? Um, I am rereading Robin Jones Gunn, Christy Miller series books. And I started way back at the very beginning. So super light. Um, a li- these ones start a little bit more teeny bopper. So you've definitely got me beat. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what... I guess you, you said the Christy Miller series. What do you normally read? What uh, authors do you go for usually? Um, I usually go for usually just Christian romance, fantasy fiction, minor mystery kind of a thing. You know, the Robin Jones Gun, the or uh, the Karen Kingsbury, D. Henderson, that kind of thing. Yeah, right now, like I said, I'm reading C.S. Lewis. I've been stuck on him for a while. I just reread the screw tape letters before this. Um, I actually picked up his whole library bookography. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, on Apple Books uh, for a smoking deal. So it got his poetry and stuff. Um, before that, I was reading Ted Decker. See, and I enjoy Ted Decker. I love Ted Decker. And, uh,. Was it Frank Peretti he did The Shack with? Yes. Yeah, so good. I haven't read that one, but I've... Actually, I haven't read Frank Peretti, but we watched some of his movies in Sunday School back in the day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like to stick um, at least theologically based, but yeah, I largely read, lately anyway, like actual theology or philosophical fantasy at least yeah well what did you read before this one though i like before screw tape because mm. you've been very all over the place show baraka um a rapper from reach records he wrote a book called he saw it and it was good mm, before right. that i read lecrae's two books um i am restored and Oh, unashamed. Right. So, you, so you've been all over the place. Yeah, I've read a couple biographies before this, but still theologically based. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember what the first book you read was? Like, first Caution. one by yourself? No, I have no idea. Not first novel or anything? Just wouldn't even venture to guess? Like, what, Berenstein Bears? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. I literally read through the whole Christian section at the library before I was at high school. <laughs> Everything. I, I, I read it all. I did not. Um, see, I, I guess it's more of a, a special memory for me. The first book I ever read was I'll Love You Forever. It's a good book. Yeah, I remember it because my mom made me read it, and I hated being forced to read, but now I get to read that to the R girls, and I love it. Yeah, that's a good book. No, I have no, like, aha uh-huh, special moments of, like, 
accomplishment for a book like that. No. Well, you said you read the whole library. That was back in Arrowwood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know where your love of reading started? Like, why it started? How it started? I, you know, I really don't know. I think it was just something that I've always enjoyed, and I've enjoyed the escape. Like, I've always been fantasy fiction kind of a thing. Um, I used to have aunt and uncles. They used to always send us, like, box series books for Christmas. Uh, the Anne of Green Gables, Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter. So, I don't know, it's just always been there. But ev not everyone. My mom likes to read. At least one of my sisters likes to read. So I think it's just always been a downtime escape for me. And something that I fell out of after having kids time oh man <laughs> yeah and then i've recently fell back into i think it was last year that i set my goals to read a minimum of one book a month yeah and i continued with that goal this year no it's kind of the same thing for me it's it was six books last year and i tried for 12 this year and i actually pretty much on par i think i've only got like one two left i want to see you're at like eight I don't I thought know, it was more like lots 10. of time. But yeah, no, it it's been so good. Yeah, for for me I remember I was being forced to read as a kid. Because you know you have to read to get smart. But I hated being forced of what to read. Mm -hmm. And then my oldest brother Cody, he handed me a Hardy Boys book off his shelf. And I was hooked. Yeah. He had to have like 20 of them, and I read them all. And then I found the Bill Wallace novels are basically stories of uh, like talking animals, which was great. Those like grade six, grade five, something like that. I found those, but it's Hardy Boys always kept me reading. Yeah, there's hundreds of them, they're so good. Oh, yeah, because they've even like there's still new ones. Yeah, and then in high school, I found comics and graphic novels and appreciated the art, appreciated the stories, and they were bite-sized. Yeah. So it made it so easy to keep reading. And I think that that's where, like, I get that because, and maybe that's how I became faster in reading, is like that, you don't want it to end, but like... <laughs> At the same time, you almost, like, need it to. You Like, that bite-side piece isn't a thing when you sit down and read, you know, one of the four, number four or five Harry Potter books, and it's 890 <laughs> pages, right? Like... Yeah. No, I... I mean, I remember getting into the Harry Potters, like, as they came out. I think we got the first three in a box set, and then we just... Like, as they came out, we grabbed them so fast. It continued my love of reading, and it got me into that, like big novel reading it made them not so scary anymore yeah but yeah no they they were so good i love the harry potter books no do you have a favorite book no <laughs> no it's that's very similar like the kids always ask me for my favorite anything i am such a mood person oh yeah right so it depends on what i want to read then um, I have a tendency to, like, 
hoard away my favorite ones too. Not even that I like reread them. It's almost like I read them. them. (laughs) Yeah, I read them and they sit on my shelf and I love them, but I almost like love them from a distance. And it takes like a pretty big leap to get in and reread them. And I think it's almost because you don't want to not like them again. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to ruin the nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think I've reread like the ones I'm reading right now. I don't think I've reread them since high school. Right. Screw Tape Letters is my got to be my all time favorite book. You only just recently read that one. That was well. it last year, maybe the year before I read it for the first time. Something like that. It's Josh since told me to read it. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. I haven't read it yet. Three years ago? No, I got the audio book three years ago at Christmas, and I got the physical book shortly thereafter. Yes, I got you the radio drama. Yeah. It's not even just like an audio book. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't picked it up, the Screw Tape Letters audio drama by, I think it was Focus on the Family. It's Focus on the Family, yeah. You need to listen to it. The voices are perfectly cast, and it gives me chills even like the ninth and tenth time I've listened to it. Like, it's so good. I will see if I can find a proper link, and I will put it in the show notes here. They do even, like, like obviously they do Adventures in Odyssey, so but good. they also do um, a lot of the, like, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and those, like, the Narnia series. And I wanted to look into also. that, because they're, it'd be great to add to the collection. Yeah. I don't know, there's just something, I can't audiobook. I take very little away from it. There's something about being read to that just, I don't know, it's very unappealing to me. But radio dramas, yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm different. Maybe it comes from I know with school and everything having to be able to take dictation and everything through seminary. But I can do it. I just don't enjoy it. And see, I I enjoy it. And I, I don't know, my mom read to me as a kid and like that kind of stuff. So I I take more away from audiobooks. There's nothing like a physical book, like flipping through the pages. To quote Rory Gilmore, like, the smell of a book. Like, it's so good. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Screw Tape's got to be my favorite favorite book, though. Ooh. Ted Decker's Skin. That was another good one. I read that one. I have very little memory of it. I really, really... The one that stood out that I've read of his, though, is Three. Oh, yeah. It was a really good one. I've got that one on my shelf. Yeah, I think it's mine. I don't even think it's yours. Oh, no, I know I bought it once. Oh, we do have one, though. Yeah. <laughs> Could have one of those things we've got two of them tucked away. <laughs> Probably. There was, actually, there was very minimal book and movie merging when we got married. Like, there were a handful of duplicates. But only a handful. But when you consider, like, the merging of... Like, I have, we both have pretty extensive libraries. Yeah. And I'd say tops, there were a handful of duplicates that we got rid of. Harry Potter's, we had duplicates of. Not even all of them. That's true. Not even all of them. A couple Ted Decker. Maybe. Yeah. Like, there was so little crossover. But 
like we just said, you and I both enjoy very different books, though. Yes. So, maybe if not favorite book, do you have a favorite author? That one I can narrow down a little bit more, but still the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give me your top five or Um, top three? Well, definitely. So definitely Robin Jones Gunn, Karen Kingsbury, and Dee Henderson. Dee Henderson's a lot more mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously, like, I'm a huge J.K. Rowling fan. Of course. Uh, Like, that's probably top four. Past that, it's like little bits here and there. I enjoy certain series. Um, and then I just finished before I started reading, which got me back into reading Robin Jones Gun right now, was I had just finished reading a not fantasy fiction book <laughs> by her and Alyssa Bethke. And yes. that one was really good, too. Yeah, that one's on my to-read list. Super easy read. Um, a little bit more... I would kind of classify it pre-marriage relation type of a book but it really had some points that really hit home that I really enjoyed and I think that you could still like take a lot away from it I still took a lot away from it even like being 29 forever and (laughs) married for seven years it's a running joke in our house Shalane will never turn older than 29 she is 29 forever the kids are slowly catching on, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even tonight as we're putting the kids down to bed, Tinny was bugging Shalane about how old she was. We just kept answering 29, and she was getting frustrated. It was a lot of fun. And she knows. Then she second-guesses herself because we say 29. I don't think I answered my question. My favorite authors. You haven't. No. Um, all time... In no particular order. (laughs) Um, I gotta go with C.S. Lewis, Ted Decker, Frank Peretti, and maybe nostalgically Bill Wallace. That's fair. I haven't reread any of his books since I was in numbered grades, so... (laughs) Sometimes it's nice just, like, pick up an easy book, though. Yeah. Like, I enjoy it because I can read it... One, I can read it quickly, but... I can read it in smaller spurts while I'm doing other things. Like, it's easy to take half an hour after you leave to go to work, but before my, some extra kids come, or after lunch when the kids are still finishing up, but before it's time to clean up. And it's easy to, like, you don't need that time to chew on it. You can take that mm-hmm, 20 yeah. minutes and read a chapter or two and put it down and walk away, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a couple of books like that, too. I just haven't picked them up as of late. That's fair. Now, why are those authors your favorite authors? I always get something different and something not necessarily like revelation when I read C.S. Lewis, but I always, whenever you read something of his, you just go, huh. Things that make (laughs) you go, hmm. Exactly. Um... Frank Peretti and Ted Decker both are just such good writers. They pull me into their story. Yeah, Frank Peretti and Ted Decker, they just write so well and so captivatingly that no matter what I'm reading of theirs, it just it grabs me and I have such a hard time putting down their books. It's 
Especially when you get into like their thriller style, their horror style, that it's just like it gives you goosebumps and you can't help but like be scared of the words. Not scared, but like just grabbed by them. Maybe that's why I read so fast. <laughs> <It's> because <laughs> when I read them, I had to like I had to finish that. <laughs> there was no going to bed until that happy ending was there. Oh, there's no happy ending. <laughs> Conclusion. It was all that's wrapped fair. up and that's fair, yeah. And- yeah, it's the same thing with like J.K. Rowling, like the Harry Potter series. Like we just, they go into such detail, not not like Lord of the Rings detail, but like I couldn't do it. I couldn't read it. I tried. Uh, Tolkien. I I enjoyed those books, but they are incredibly overwritten. When you get three chapters in, and he's explaining the same grassy knoll. Hey, that's the Shire, though. That's, like, the only book. I think that I can say that's the only book that I've ever put down without finishing, and I have no regrets. Yeah. No, I I get where you're coming from on that, but, like, it's gripping. It makes it so you see every tree, every every person in that story. You you don't have to think, like, I wonder what they look like. But, like... Yeah, same thing with, like, Rowling, though, like, the Harry Potter series, I was just so enthralled, builds a whole world in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like I said, nostalgically, Bill Wallace, I just, I remember reading these books and going, these are fun and good, and I couldn't tell you any of the plot lines anymore, but I can picture every one of the, the dogs that were in those right. books. <laughs> Oh, you should try rereading them. I should. Especially as Tinny gets older. Like, I've got a couple of them on my shelf. I can maybe read them to her. Do a chapter at night or something like that. Yeah, we're going to do um, Charlotte's Web this year for school. Ooh, so good. I think that they'll like it. I think so, too. I remember reading that in school. I don't remember reading it in school. I've read it, obviously, but I don't have any memory of reading did you ever read anything in school and, like, it stuck with you? Like, that one novel study in English or something that's like... Well, you have to remember that I got to choose what I studied. Well, that's true. So, it She was homeschooled. <laughs> I went to school for grade 11 and 12, so obviously I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. In grade 11. Good old Atticus Finch. And I don't even think that they're allowed to read that anymore. Nope. Um, and then I read, like, obviously Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I love Shakespeare. I don't remember having to read anything else. I remember first year university, I had to read The Color Purple. I never read that one. Um, that one actually, I took more away from it than I probably thought I was going to. When you think of, ugh, <laughs> something you have to, have reading to comprehension. Read yeah, right? You don't enjoy being told what to read, so... Yeah, and I, I really don't. don't. <laughs> and I don't enjoy. I enjoy reading for the escape. Yeah. It's not an everyday choice to read for learning. So, when you're told to read for learning, it's different. But no, like there's not really anything that stands out with you. I remember book. There's only like one. Ooh. Nope. 
two no or I guess there were plays uh, Shakespeare that stuck with me that like it sparked a love of like that Victorian literature yeah um, I read oh, Romeo and Juliet first which of course we all read I actually don't know if I've read it Ooh, I've got it on my shelf um, but then my my English teacher who um, challenged me to read some of his like more comprehensive stuff shout out to noble central's vice principal scott oakawa um he challenged me to read the king lears i didn't read that one and they were so good and then i ended up reading most of shakespeare on my own like i read macbeth yeah and what's the one that you do in grade 12 it's like romeo juliet macbeth and then Huh. No, those I don't are, remember. Those are the only two that we had to do through my English. Positive there was another one. But, yeah, like those, those stuck out to me. But I was challenged by Mr. O to, to read some stuff off his bookshelf. And those are the ones that stuck with me. So you should really try reading, like... Um, Jane Austen and like those ones you probably I've actually thought, like them I've thought about it like I think I've, I have most I've of never them. read Pride and Prejudice and people so keep good. telling me I should do that Sense and Sensibility yeah also another good one Persuasion so to bring up Gilmore Girls again I went through a reading list from of Rory Gilmore's and actually a lot of that I think I would enjoy but have you read anything off of her list? Not yet. No, like pre, like before you saw that list? Was it like, oh, I've read that one and that one? No. But the ones that actually jumped out to me were like great philosophers. <sighs> that, that was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like there's a lot of like the, the fiction on there that I went, hmm, like, like Jane Austen going, I should probably give that a shot. It's worth a try. Worst right. case, you get to the end and you don't like it. Right. No love lost there. No. Still getting lost in a book, whether it's good or bad, is still a book down, so... Yeah. No. Of course, we all have our favorite books um, that have been turned into movies and that kind of stuff. Have you ever liked a movie more than a book? No. <laughs> no. Blasphemy. All right. Have you ever liked a movie as much as the book? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. Um, but on that topic, probably my most memorable time for, like, books to movies was I think it was before... I think it was The Goblet of Fire came out. I specifically reread... And finished that book like two days before I went and saw the movie. It's the worst choice I think I've ever made in my life. <laughs> it was terrible. You realize, you know the storyline. So when you go and see the book or go and see the movie, it's good. You appreciate the movie for what it is. But when you finish the book and then you go and see the movie, you see all the holes and it <laughs> bugs you. <laughs> oh, I know. The, 
Well, to be fair, you can't turn a thousand-page book into a movie one for one. You know, if I can read it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But no. yes. <laughs> but it's true, and I get that, and I understand that. But, like, no, it's There so... are some major plot lines that got missed in those movies. And I get, like, and it's easier to just erase that whole line and to stick with the main story. But there are some really... There, then you almost forget about all these sidelines until you reread the books again. And that's when you're like, oh, but I forgot about that. Like, I wish that they would have put that in there. Yeah. I, it's way more prevalent with, like, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Like, I mean, same problem. You can't put that much detail into a movie. Yeah. But, like... I will honestly say I enjoyed those movies more than those books, and I know I'm going to get hate for it, <laughs> but I did enjoy those movies, Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, more than the books. and Because they were easier. <laughs> I, honestly, I think that's what it boils down to, is it was just easier to digest. Yep. And I got nothing, <laughs> nothing against Tolkien. He's a master of his craft. Oh, for like, sure. Ugh. I just... One, I just love those movies, and I think it's worth because I saw the movies first, mm. which is again, I think the other issue. Yeah, that could but. be too. See, I'm trying to like, I'm racking my brain right now and thinking like, what are some favorite books of mine that have been turned into movies? Anne of Green Gables. That one was that a movies or was that a? Sh no, there's three. Three movies that are the original, or like there are the original, but the first book and the first movie are the only thing that line up. The things that happen in those shows, or like in the movie, mm -hmm. nothing is the same after the first book throughout hmm. the other seven books in that series. They I go so that. far off; it's not even. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they're completely different. Huh. I learned something new. <laughs> Those were good books, though. Never read the books. I have watched the movies with you, though. Have you read all three, or watched all three of them? Yeah. Okay. There is a show. It's recent, though. I think one of them's even... I think it's CTV or CBC or something that does M with an E. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. What other movies? I know there's a ton of them, but I'm, like, blanking. Doesn't matter. The book's always better. Always. <laughs> Always. Now, what are some books that have most impacted you in your life? Usually the less fiction ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it doesn't happen as often. Obviously, like, my biggest recollection is actually, like, rereading re through the series that I'm reading through right now, the Christy Miller just really molded and adapted the way I, not adapted, it just really molded my relationship with the Lord, especially through relationships. Right. So that's kind of cool. And I still just like, I love that even now. And each of, so it's like follows Christy Miller through her life. And the, the high school ones came out when I was in high school. The university ones are when I was in university. 
the married ones when we got married. And then her latest series came out, like started when uh, Tinsley, I think it was when Tinsley was born. I don't think it was Hattie. So they've kind of like grown up with me, which I think I just really love and nostalgically hold close. Um, I took a lot away from this spoken for book again. So I don't know. It's kind of like bits and pieces from everything. I don't think there's like one book that was like that book there that changed my life. There's been three books for me. The first one was when my ex and I were together. I cannot remember the author, uh, but it's the rules for arguing. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that one. Super good. Sets the foundation for how conflict should be handled in a relationship. That's important. Things we can and can't do. Now, don't bring extended family into an argument between your spouse and yourself, like that kind of stuff. Like, um, your dad made me read a book before I was allowed to propose to you. It's called Love, Love and, and Respect. Respect. Yeah. I cannot thank him enough for it. See, and it's actually funny. Kaylee and I were just talking about this two days ago. I think it was two days ago. That was a really hard book for me to read. It is very dry. It is not an easy read. It, yeah. But. It was a trudge. But what is said in it, like learning how to properly love you. Oh, for sure. And no, life and other things have taught me that. It wasn't just this book, but it was. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) it was quite eye-opening seeing it written. It just hits different mental cues for me. That's fair. And then the last one is since we've been married, a love letter life. Actually. By the roll offs. Yeah. After you started thinking about it, I was like, why didn't I say that? It was it's phenomenal re foundation building, re solidifying our relationship. Yeah. Again, great things just put into words and just on paper, it makes it so much easier to digest. It inspired me to start this podcast. It inspired me to like intentionally and creatively love. And I mean, that's the whole purpose of the book. But that those three books, and I will have to find um, links to all of them on Amazon or something, and I'll put them in the show notes because. But they're so good, and I'll find the. christy miller series too yeah they're great um yeah the love letter life really you mocked me when i first said i wanted to read that one <laughs> jeremy audrey if you're listening ever which if you do amazing if not i don't blame you um yes i absolutely mocked <laughs> the idea uh of reading a book from some random tlc couple and that's how Spencer took it. And then I was like, no, I want to read it. So I read it. Started with the podcast and then with the, uh, the and book. And took so much out of it. No, I started with the book. And took so much out of it. And I was like, babe, you have to read this. Like, it's so good. And there's just so many. Like, I think that our book is underlined and scribbled in. And we each have a different color pen <laughs> because we each take different things away from it. Um, I think I've read it three times now. Yeah, I've read it twice now. So, you're right. That one, I don't know. I think that when I read so much, I forget a lot of them. But so when you said that, 
I was like, oh yeah, right. No, totally fair. And like, there's been other books that I'm like, oh, like, like I said, Screw Tape Letters is my favorite book. Yeah, um, my goal is to read that one. It's if you guys have never heard about the Screw Tape Letters, basically what it is, um, it's C.S. Lewis writing from the perspective of a demon or a devil teaching a lesser devil how to tempt properly. If you're looking for just a good read, I mean, it is enthralling. But if you look at it from like a theological point or just like how to prevent yourself from being tempted or be at least be tempted less or be able to catch it when you are there is so much good good content to digest in there um yeah if you haven't read it do if you have read it you know what i'm talking about it is so good i think you took so much away from that book though also not necessarily because you're like tempted lots but that is something that you like you are very aware of those kinds of things but it's also intriguing to you yeah so i think that that's why you were first initially like oh i think i might read this yeah, just spiritual warfare in general, not necessarily demonology, but... That's what yeah. I was looking for. I might like We'll have more of that coming up in uh, October. Just spoiler alert. I'm going to blame it on my head cold. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read it because you like it so much. Yeah. So, that principle of sharing. Exactly. <laughs> Throwback to uh, the love letter life. But yeah, like there, there's been lots that I've been changed by for sure. But I'm gonna say though, we'll put that those four books have changed me more than anything else. That's fair. As we said, we both have a very extensive library. What would be your thought on a book club? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> I've played with the idea a bunch because we do enjoy reading so much and we do have a rather large library. It's nothing like Beauty and the Beast yet. Though. It's not <laughs> not yet. We don't have the the house for that yet. But we could do like a uh, yeah, we could start a book club and one book a month I think is attainable or book every other month or something like that. Yeah, you should like feature it or something so that everyone can get in on it yeah we could do uh we do live sessions or something on facebook or on instagram oh no pressure (laughs) just to go live and talk about what we've read thus far in the book and and kind of digest it as a group i think it'd be a lot of fun yeah you should do some like polls and stuff on social media and see where people's heads at yeah so keep an eye out folks i'm gonna start that we'll uh we'll get some polls going you can recommend books if i don't have them i always love adding to our library if i do have them fantastic i think our library if i kept all the books i read would be close to like one wall of being the 
I was going to say, we've read a lot of books, but I don't think we've filled an entire library mm-hmm. ourselves yet. And I actually only keep the ones that I would reread. There's yeah. a lot of books that I've read that, like, I enjoyed. It's not that I didn't like them, but if I'm not going to reread it, why would I? We live in a tiny house. Why would I keep it? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about it before on here. We live in about 800 square feet with us two and our two kids and our two extras and our three extras now and our cat and our dog and our two mice and yeah there's a reason why we call this the Feenster Zoo yeah you don't have room for a Beauty and the Beast-esque library no but our library is a bookshelf well a book shelf and a half that's double there's two rows on each shelf yeah plus I still have a box downstairs and the girls have three shelves of books in their room alone. Yeah. And they're seasonal. I've yeah. got, I take their Christmas books away. Yeah. I mean, we've got to be pushing in this house. We've got to be pushing 200 books. Oh, at least. I would actually say closer to five. I guess all the girls' books are really small. We have all the Berenstein Bears. We have a good chunk of the Franklins. We, yeah, we, you're right. You're probably getting close. I we own about 500 books. And that doesn't count. Like, I have... Ooh, I think digitally I have almost 200 alone. I know, I've got probably 30 on Apple Books right so. now. So that's the other thing. So this year you picked up some e-reading. Yeah. Thoughts? Preferences? Oh, there's nothing like a real book in my hands. <laughs> like, remember, I appreciate having books with me anywhere I go. And I use Apple Books. And it's, I mean, their library's great. I can get it audio or not. Like, I appreciate that. They're all interchangeable, though. Oh, yeah. I use Kobo. It's... Yeah. They're the same thing. I just... I get more out of physically reading. I find the same thing with my Bible, though, too. Like, I've got it on on the iPad and on my phone. But I can't get into the Word the same way as I do cracking the book, like, the spine of my actual Bible. Like, it's just not the same. I agree. From church, I use my phone. I think it's because it's easier for me. Yeah. Because I'm doing a hundred other things and entertaining yeah, children. Yeah, because you wrangle children. I, you don't. I'm grateful that <laughs> I don't have to do that in church. So it's different. It's yeah. different. And lately... It's part of our deal. And if I had to, I absolutely will. Don't don't throw shade my way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And it's, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I think I notice it more... Like, our Sunday school has taken August off. Yeah. So, the first week that we didn't have Sunday school, the kids tricked us because they were amazing. Yeah, we had all four of them. They were super nice. Like, they just sat there and they let us enjoy church and they colored. It was great. I don't know what the last three services have been about. (laughs) Like, I have no idea. I'm sorry, but... So, being on my phone is easier for me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I just don't take the same thing away from it. And even when I have had to wrangle children, I prefer, still prefer my Bible and my, my actual book. Yeah, you can't. Like, I agree. I've got some series where half of them are digital and half of them are real. And oh, couldn't do it. I prefer the real, that's for sure. But it was just, you know, they're cheaper and you can get them right now. So yep. it's appealing. And when you next see Shalane, ask her about her mismatched 
book covers on her books. Ah, it drives me nuts. (laughs) I'm sure that was a terrible noise because I'm getting more and more stuffed up the more we talk about this. But um, we have one Harry Potter book (laughs) that doesn't match the other seven Harry Potter books. And it gives me agony. I also have one book in, actually, it's the next one that I have to read in the Christy Miller series, the first college year one, that I had all three of them, and I lent the first one to a friend, and I never got it back, and that's fine. It's not that big of a deal, except I can't find that cover of that book, and I don't want them to be mismatched. It's almost going to be easier to just rebuy you all the other ones. <laughs> it might be, because it's been terrible to try and find it. You can find, like, pictures of it, and then you go on to that, like, Amazon account or on to, like, that ad or whatever, and it switches the cover to the old one, or to the new ones. The worst. I know, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> now, now tell her she's not OCD, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, guys, it's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts before I let you go here, babe? We should read more. We should. <laughs> actually, we've taken some good steps lately, too. Like, we actually removed the TV from our bedroom. We, When we got married, like, before we got married, we both vowed that we would never have a TV in our bedroom. We had a TV in, our be- in your bedroom when we got together. I know. But I, I knew it was bad for me then. Is one of those things where it's like, no, we, we shouldn't do it, and we didn't. We didn't do it for years. For years, uh, yeah. plural. Yeah. Because we didn't have a TV in our bedroom until Hadley. I was pregnant with Hadley. Yeah. And Medicine Hat that summer hit plus 40 degrees, and I literally couldn't handle it because the air conditioner could only fit in the window of our bedroom. Yeah. Or in, like, the kitchen, which, great for during the day, but... It just can't keep up with the whole house then. Yeah. So I specifically remember being like, babe, I know this goes against all our rules, but you have to do this for me because at least then I could close the door and Tinsley and I could be in one room that was cold and I could be off my feet. Yeah. And from when Hadley was in utero till this past month, we've had a TV in our bedroom and we... Finally took the leap again, took the TV out of our bedroom, and now we read at night. And I think both of us sleep better for it until you get in those moods where you have to stay up and finish the book. But... Yeah. (laughs) I've always been that way. I have vivid memories of, like, leaning half off my bed to be able to read beside, like, a nightlight that I was able to plug in without my parents knowing. Like, I don't know. I just, it's what I have to do. Um, but no, it's been good. There are still nights that, like, we curl up with the iPad or something when you just need to, something when you just mindless. want to watch TV in bed sometimes or, like, curl up in bed when you're watching a show. But I find we're almost more intentional with our TV watching also. Yeah. If we want to watch a show, we have to go watch a show. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're taking the time. You're taking the time to figure out what you want to watch. Yeah. So even though it's something mindless or just like a couple episodes of a TV show that were already watched before. Yeah. 
don't know. It's a lot more intentional for me. Yeah, and, uh, and I like that. Just everything in our relationship is just... We're fine-tuning it to be intentional. We don't do anything on accident. It's decisions. Sometimes I probably do things on accident. <laughs> yes, we do still have Some, accidents. Sometimes on <laughs> accident, I do things, probably. Oh. oh no, I accidentally bought new leggings. <laughs> yes. Or a new book. Or threw bubbles in your face. Shucks. <laughs> But no, I, I agree Like that we, we've taken the right steps to, to make that a reality. Studies but. have shown that that blue light isn't good for you when you sleep. Absolutely. So, has that? No, I don't have any closing remarks. Thanks for coming on with me again. I know people like it when I'm not the only voice on here, so. Well, mine's pretty nasally right now. Everyone, make sure you say a thank you to Shalane. Give her a shout out on social media. And uh, I'm not on social media. No, but I am. <laughs> Seriously, thank you, Shalane, for coming on the podcast. And if you guys have any suggestions for us to look at, to read, please send them our way. We are always looking for something else to read and to add to our library. If you want some more suggestions from us, of course, we're happy to share them as well. Uh, I'm sure we can send a few your way. And if you do want some free coffee with your next book, my contest is still running. Ten bucks from Starbucks could be yours. Just share your favorite episode from the Feenster Zoo podcast on our Facebook or Instagram. Just tag at the Feenster Zoo and uh, post it on before September 11th. Um, I'll be giving away two $10 gift cards for Starbucks, so please share the episode so I can share some coffee. Um, it'll be my birthday, so we can share a birthday drink as well. But for now, enjoy your reading, watch out for some more information on the book club, and of course, send some suggestions this way for our next books to read. From all of us here at the zoo, thank you, and God bless.